What's going on? Welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. I'm just someone who's passionate about gear, gear reviews, doing my own version of that, uh, sitting here in front of you. I don't do any fancy camera work, any of that. Today being Tinkering Tuesday, I have a gear review for you, but also a story to go along with that. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my first whitetail hunt, how that went, and then overall up to this point, uh, the two big game animals that I've been able to kill with my bow and to bring the meat home to my family and the gear that I used for that and what I recommend just off of personal use uh, and et cetera. Just having a good conversation as if we're sitting here in front of each other. And then of course, on Saturdays, I have the sit down with a bunch of different people. You know, it could be from individuals that are in the industry, the outdoors industry, uh, to the fitness industry, working with First Form, some of the companies that I work with, or just someone like you and me that just enjoy telling our stories, someone that I've enjoyed listening to, have followed along and want them to get their story out to you so that you can understand there's people out there that are making that daily grind and progress that you may not even see on social media if you're on social media. So with that being said, guys, today uh, being Tinkering Tuesday, I'm going to talk to you, like I mentioned, about my hunt in Ohio, my whitetail hunt. Before I get into that, though, I do want to remind you, if you are interested in getting into the giveaway that I've got going all of December, guys, check it out in the link down below. Get your email sent over to me. I'll send you in return all of the details that you need to know for your entry into the giveaway. I'm giving away a day pack from Teton Sports, a day hiking backpack so that you can use on your daily hikes. You can give it to one of your kids, etc. When you go out, it's an awesome backpack. It's going to come with a hydration bladder and a tube as well from Teton Sports. And I'm packing it full of First Form Outdoors protein bars, some protein sticks. If I can get this box up here, protein sticks from First Form. Guys, best snacks on the market. Also some protein bars, and they are amazing. Let me tell you, I'm gluten-free. It's hard to find a good protein bar that doesn't taste like chalk, uh, and, and it's just hard as a brick uh, when you are gluten-free. But these protein bars, guys, are outstanding. 20 grams of protein in that protein stick I just showed you, the meat sticks, and 20 grams of protein or more in the protein bars as well. So Get entered in on that giveaway. Check out the link down below, and I'll shoot you the details in the email. So, that being said, guys, let's get into it. I know you're here for the story. So, let's start. Let's kind of set the stage here. Almost a year ago, a buddy of mine, Justin, sent a text to me and a couple of other people uh, just inviting us out to his family property up in Ohio. And I don't know anything about whitetail hunting, but I said, sure, I'd love to. That sounds like an amazing trip. I've never been. I'm always up for new experiences, and I'm excited to go check out this property. So it's a mix between public and private out there in Ohio. And uh, anyway, long story short, the year passes. We get things planned out. I pick up a saddle, uh, platform. I get kind of prepped as much as I think I can. My bow is dialed. I've already killed an elk this year. My first bull elk, which I'm super excited about. If you haven't seen that story, definitely check it out. Uh, with that being said, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited to get up in a tree. As I'm getting closer to the whitetail hunt, I realize 
I don't really climb trees. I was never a tree climber as a kid and I haven't really tried and climb trees. Like I've, I've put the platform up, messed around with it, uh, before getting out in the, in the tree stand saddle situation, but I've never done it in a real life scenario and I've never done it 20 feet off the ground. And I don't know if I've ever actually been in a tree 20 feet off the ground in my entire life before that week. So anyway, we go out there and I'm flying in. I choose an airline that I've never had issues with flying with my bow, flying with firearms, never had an issue with luggage getting lost. Well, I guess my luck was up. My bow got lost. I arrived late Saturday night. We were supposed to drive through the night so that we could hunt Sunday morning on the property. And guess what? My bow wasn't there. And what I was even more frustrated about was I was supposed to be getting some content uh, for the bow company that, that I was working with. And, um, and it just, it wasn't there. So normally what airlines will tell you to do is go and make your purchases, if it's clothing, et cetera, and they'll reimburse you until the luggage gets to you. Well, um, they, they put a rush on it, which to me, a rush would be getting it on the same flight as my other luggage. And my other checked luggage got there just fine. But anyway, we waited for the that late night flight. The the last one for the night came in. My luggage wasn't on that flight. They told me it'd be on the first flight in the morning, which didn't get in until almost 11. It was like 10.30, 11-ish in the morning, which means I was going to be losing the morning hunt, which I was frustrated about. Because again, I know enough about Whitetail to understand that you know, repetitions in the woods, enough sits is kind of what you need uh, to be able to get one down. And my goal going into this hunt was, uh, you know, for me personally, it was a forky or better. I was not going to shoot a spike and a forky would be iffy. I'd be looking more for uh, a six point or better pretty much. So three on each side at least. And uh, I was hoping to get two does down. So anyway, I was a little frustrated, to say the least, about them losing my bow. We graciously, my buddy, let me stay the night at his house. I really appreciate that. Thanks for opening up your house to me, bud. And uh, stay the night, so we had to drive 45 minutes the opposite direction of the land we were going to be hunting. And then we drove back the next morning, picked up the bow, and then we drove the two hours to get to the property uh, that we were going to be hunting. Met his dad, got to know the property a little bit. There's no cell phone service, just so you guys kind of can set the stage here. Uh, there's a bunch of Amish people, which was awesome to see their handiwork, to see the horse and buggies, to learn a little bit more about their culture while I was out there. But there's a lot of mix between public and private property. And um, I was really excited to just get out in the stand. And so we sit Saturday or Sunday night. And um, I'm not, I'm going to get these sits mixed up, but basically I saw does every single time I was in the stand. And uh, they were telling me, you know, you should hold off. Don't shoot a doe. We want to use them as basically uh, as bait to bring the, the bucks in, which that's a little crude way of saying it. I'm sure there was some other ideology behind it, but basically that's what it was, uh, what I understood. So I was like, cool, that's fine. I'll wait till at least halfway through the week before I shoot a doe. I wanted to come home with at least some meat and have the experience of, of a, a white doe hunt bringing home some meat. So sit Sunday night. Monday rolls around and uh, same thing, sat in the morning, got up early in the morning, went, sat the stand, waited till about, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, got back down. I worked and then I'd go back and sit in the stand in the afternoon. 
And it was just an awesome experience going through uh, each day, seeing the deer as they were coming through. And then I want to say it was, it was either Monday or Tuesday night. I'm sitting there in a tree stand. So this is one of the times I'm in the stand, not the saddle, because they had some stands preset uh, at these different locations. And so what ended up happening was I was sitting in the stand. And as I'm sitting in the stand, sorry, there might be some alarms you might hear. Looks like they're coming down my road. So if you hear that, I apologize. Either way, I'm going to keep trudging through it. So with that being said, I'm sitting in the stand and I'm watching these does come running down this hill in front of me, just like perfect. They were going to go out to this field that I had a perfect line of sight, multiple shooting lanes. I was really, really excited about this. This show is brought to you by PSE Archery. Guys, I'm telling you, these bows are outstanding. Go check them out at your local dealer, PSE Archery. We've also got First Form and First Form Outdoors. Guys, amazing supplementation, but more than that, the education behind it so that you can achieve your goals. Definitely check out First Form Outdoors. Link down below to get free shipping over $75. Montana Knife Company, knives that are made by hunters for hunters. Guys, they're workhorses, I'm telling you. Montana Knife Company knives, definitely go check them out. Black Ovis, use code REDBEARD10. You guys will save some money on already amazing prices over there at Black Ovis. They have some outstanding gear, whether it's their brand or some of the brands that they carry. Definitely go check them out. Go grab your new pair of Krispies over there as well. Initial Ascent best backpacks on the market all in digiscoping guys there's a bino adapter now as well as the spotting adapter highly recommend it quick acquisition simple and it's high quality definitely go check them out a3 archery bowstrings cryptech kestrel glassing systems dark energy go ruck guys if you want to up your game with your training definitely go check out go ruck use code redbeard10 over there save some money Sheep Feet Custom Orthotics, MyMedic, Canvas Cutter, Affect Beard Oil, Joy Bees, The Bow Hitch, Alpen Fuel, Heather's Choice, and The Crazy Elk Company. Guys, all of those companies that I partnered up with, I use the gear and I want you to be able to get the best prices possible. Check out any links down below and any codes that will save you some money are always in the show notes. So go check them out, guys. Support the channel. Support the partners. Thank you so much for your support. And now let's get back to the conversation. All right, guys, we're back. I have no idea what that was about. There was no parade. It was just a bunch of the cop cars and a fire engine. So I don't know. I'll go look it up later and see what was going on. But either way, uh, they, they weren't running anywhere. It didn't look like there was any kind of emergency. So I have no idea what was going on. Either way, let's get back to it. So I'm sitting there in the tree stand and I see a bunch of does run down the hill. And I'm thinking in this area, there's not really any, um, any big predators in this area. So there's gotta be a buck. And this is like peak rut or supposedly peak rut right in the middle of November time frame. And I'm just getting really stoked. I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is going to be awesome. We're going to have a great evening. I'm going to get my first buck. I'm getting all excited, going through some breathing exercises, watching these does. And the does were literally going right underneath me in the tree stand, which that was a cool experience in and of itself. The fact that they had no idea that I was there. And so I'm watching them and I see one. I'm like, oh, that one looks a little bit different. Maybe it's just a young doe. 
and they're all running down. And then there's no buck that comes down the hill. So I was like, well, then I'll just get some shots of these does and kind of look out in the field and maybe the buck will come in later. I have no idea. So I'm sitting there watching them. And then I look and 15 yards away from me, there was that one deer that looked a little bit different. I was thinking was maybe a young doe. And the deer puts its head down and I see something I'm like, wait, that one's got antlers. Pull up my binoculars. Yes, I had to pull up my binoculars. It was lower light. Pull up my binoculars at 15 yards to see that this was a spike. I uh, was not going to shoot him. <laughs> I, I won't lie. I was kind of tempted to at that point. I was like, I would like to get my first buck. That would be awesome. But I let him be, watched him in the field. They all ended up going back into the woods, running around in there, messing around. I don't know if there was a buck that just didn't end up chasing them down the hill or what ended up happening. Uh, but they all ended up back in the woods and then I got out of the tree stand for the night and came back. I ended up asking permission to shoot a doe the next day. Cause at this point I'd seen so many does. I was just like, I just want, I want to shoot a doe. I want to get some meat. I want to be sure that I'm bringing some meat home and I, I want to shoot a doe. So the next day uh, we get up, we go sit our different stands. I didn't see one deer. I might've seen a doe, but I didn't see one buck at all. Um, and I get home and or home back to the cabin and, uh, we go out for lunch, go back to the city or the town, uh, get some cell phone service, do some more work, go get some lunch. And then on our way back, uh, buddy texted us saying that, Hey, here at the, at the cabin, there are does that are out, you know, in the back part of the property, uh, that bedded up on this hill over here. And so I'm sitting there thinking, Oh, wouldn't that be cool to, you know, spot and stalk a doe? Well, we get back, we're spent, we spent about an hour or two. I'm doing some more work on the Wi-Fi, and, uh, and then we get ready to go do the evening sit. And I was like, man, I wish those does were still there. I would have gotten one. I would have at least gone after it, uh, after lunch. And the guy was like, dude, they're still right up there on the hill. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we've been sitting here for almost two hours and I could have, I could have gone after those does. So I get out, I get one arrow out, my bow. My my binoculars with my um, my rangefinder right here on the side, and I just I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna go make this happen. And so I go chasing after uh, where they said it was last, and Justin follows me with the camera, and we go across the little creek, and then I see a bunch of white tails, just the flag, just as they're running up and over the hill, and I see two of them stop. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's a more than likely not going to happen at this point because I know I'm I'm there. But I start walking up the draw and finally get to a spot where the doe is very hard quartered away and she's at 40 yards. But I had a clear shot. And I took my time because I'm like, worst comes to worst. We're going out hunting right now anyway, so it's not that huge of a deal if I don't get this shot. But wouldn't it be so cool to to have it right here on the property, be able to take it back to the garage and clean it right there. So, you know, I go through my process, draw back, go aim up, and then I hit her. And where I ended up hitting her, and I was aiming for the off shoulder. So normally what I what I aim to do is aim for the exit. Where is the exit gonna be? And I want the exit to be in the pump house or whatever you want to call it, boiler room. Uh, but where the heart, lungs, 
all of that chest cavity area, I want that to be the exit. So I was aiming for that opposite shoulder. Well, me aiming for the opposite shoulder ended up with me hitting her. So I, I let the arrow go and it hit her just in front of the right hind quarter. And so my buddy's looking at it and I just see I just see blood just dumping. She's just dumping. And she, you know, kicks, mule kicks, and is trying to run off, and then she hits the top of the hill. And the whole time Justin is sitting there behind me saying, Get another error, get another error. I'm like, I don't have one. I didn't bring my quiver. It wasn't attached to the bow because we we're hanging it up in the tree stand. And I only had the one arrow. That's it. So uh, she kind of stumbles and falls back. In the meantime, I ask him to watch the doe. I run back to the cabin, grab my quiver, come back, and he says she hasn't moved. So she went maybe 15 yards. And we get up to her, and uh, my buddy Jeff gets over there, and he looks at her. And just one look, he's like, well, that's going to be a fun cleaning job. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, yeah, you don't worry about this. You go get your hunt in. You know, I'm going to take care of the doe, et cetera. And uh, it did. It looked like it was pretty far back entry, but it did come out the opposite shoulder. So she was very steep, quartered away. And uh, and so we're taking some pictures, checking things out, etc. And this was the arrow that I used. So for those of you that saw my broadhead review, you know that I was planning on using the uh, Evolution Hide. Wait, let's see. No, these are Jekylls. So these are the Jekylls. The Jekylls are the, um, they're the mechanical. This is the white tail. So this is almost two and a half inches cutting diameter this way. And then you have that little head there on the top. That's instant cut on contact. And then I've got that attached to the, I've got a titanium half out. 250 spine rip TKO. 250 spine, and then AE fletchings, first form outdoors, and wild arrow, AE fletchings. And then I took the knockout, but I had a, a halo knock in there. Took the knockout so I could use it again. So what ended up happening, guys, and you can see, I mean, I'll tell you, from the shot placement, it looked really bad. So it was very, very back. But again, she was hard quartered away. So if you can picture this, um, it wasn't quite a Texas heart shot, but it was on the verge of that. And so right in front of her, snuck right in, in front of her uh, rear right hind quarter and went up. It basically ran the spine all the way through the pump house and she was angled up. So it actually was a perfect angle. So it ran up, destroyed one of the tenderloins, didn't hit any guts which I was super impressed with, with that big of a mechanical cut, but hit all the way through, left a huge gash in the lungs, the, the liver, the lungs, and then out the opposite side. So very quick and as ethical as I could make it shot. And I'm really impressed with, with how that went down. Um, we got her all cleaned up, brought the meat home. Throughout the rest of the week, and we'll talk about this on, we did a hunt podcast with Jeff and Justin. It was an amazing week. We saw some bucks um, and uh, had some amazing experiences. 
Uh, the last thing that I do want to highlight as far as the story goes is that I do see the benefits, the pros and cons between a stand and a saddle that I'll get into in another podcast, another review on, on the saddle itself. But the me sitting in a stand being forced to face a certain direction uh, was didn't end up working out for me on the one buck that did come into shooting range. And so what was happening was one evening we were sitting this, this stand where there was obvious trail going in and out. Uh, there was a field out in front of me and the wind was perfect for the field. So the wind was blowing blus blustering in my face, just this way and back towards my right shoulder that way. So I was just in my mind. I'm like, great. I'm right-handed. So my bow's on the left-hand side. I'm right-handed. I'm not going to need to shoot from back here because the wind is blowing that way like crazy. So they're going to catch my wind way before they get into shooting range if they were coming from that way. So I'm sitting there. I hear some rustling. And as you guys know, sitting there in the whitetail woods, you hear rustling and you're like, well, you know, that could be a squirrel, whatever. Well, I heard the rustling and then I heard it start to be more like a footstep. One, one, one. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I really hope that's not a deer. Uh, I look over my right shoulder, and sure enough, there's a little six-point coming up. He stopped right at 25 yards. Perfect, clear window of a shot over my right-hand shoulder. And he sticks his nose up, and he's not liking something. He's obviously catching my wind. And I get, I reach over really slowly, grab my bow, got that Mach 30 right here in my lap and i'm just sitting there thinking man how do i get up and turn around to, to get a shot off and by the time i had contemplated drawing standing up and turning he was he was gone he had walked off he didn't run off but he had walked off and i was kind of hoping that i would get another opportunity that evening and uh didn't end up happening. So that's one of the cons of sitting in a stand is you're kind of stuck within the certain shooting lane. Whereas if I'd been in a saddle, that buck would be on my wall right now. So uh, short of some crazy mishap with the arrow firing, right? But that buck more than likely would have been coming home with me. And so that was the one buck that came into shooting range. The rest of the week, it was all just does or nothing. Um, we had some pretty bad weather on Saturday, uh, the last sit, and just wasn't able to make it happen. But it was an amazing experience overall. Whitetail hunting is different. It's more of a patience chess match kind of deal, um, which I would still say elk hunting and deer hunting out here is a chess match as well. But you, you have to strategically place where you're going to be sitting. And then on top of that, your shooting lanes, uh, which... Everything was saying that that back to the right of me, there was no way that a deer would come in that way. And of course they did. So deer are still going to be deer. Wildlife is still wildlife. But for the most part, it was a blast. I had an awesome time out there whitetail hunting for the first time. I'd highly recommend it for anyone that has the opportunity. Get out in the woods, get some of that quiet time, let your mind rest, uh, or go over, maybe review some things that you could do better. Uh, that those are all things that I would highly recommend for people going out and doing some whitetail hunting. Even if you go and sit in a box blind, or if you sit in a, a, you know, pop-up blind, whatever it may be, get out in the woods. It's a lot of fun. It is so much fun to get out there to watch the deer interact with each other. 
to see the does, see the bucks, which we saw more bucks, just again, not within shooting range for me. And, uh, and just had a blast guys. I'm telling you, getting out in the woods, Midwest, East, out West, whatever it may be, get out in the woods. Now I want to highlight some stuff guys right here. So let's talk a little bit here about this broadhead. So the two big game animals that I've put down this year so far is a white-tailed doe. And this is the, this is the white-tail edition of the, the evolution Jekyll. Let's see. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. That's how I remember it. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So this is the Hyde. I keep, I apologize guys. This is the Hyde because Dr. Jekyll is the more, uh, he's the fixed blade. And then Mr. Hyde is the crazy cut mechanical. So that one is the white tail edition, which is almost two and a half inch cut when these blades are out like that. I'm not going to, to bring them out all the way. Um, you can see how well that held up going through the entire body cavity on a white tail. And then that cut on contact head right there is pretty sweet. And then this is the same arrow just with the normal two inch cut. And this is what went through my help. So that's the normal two inch cut that you would get on the normal hide. That is just devastating. I'm telling you guys, that was devastating on my elk. And it was devastating on the white-tailed doe. Both of them didn't go a combined 40 yards from where they were shot. The elk went maybe 20. And the whitetail, I believe, went 15 to 20 yards. So, evolution is definitely my broadhead of choice for mechanicals. I know a ton of people are still questioning mechanicals. I'd say definitely go check out evolution. Uh, they have the option to where on this broadhead, you can actually take these out, take these blades out, and put in the fixed blade version of it to make it a fixed blade. So if you prefer fixed blades, there are fixed blade options, which is the Jekyll. And then there are mechanical options that go from a two inch cut, like that one with the elk that I used, to a two and almost, I think it's two and three eighths. So almost two and a half inch cut for the whitetail edition, and then a three inch cut on the turkey. So if you're looking for a turkey broadhead, I mean, heck, three inches, that is a huge, huge gash. Uh, to be able to go after turkeys with. So all of that being said, guys, evolution has gone through the two animals. I didn't need any follow-up shots. I only used one arrow per animal. And man, I was blown away by the performance on these on these broadheads. So these are the two that I've used. Those are my mechanicals of choice. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you're into glue-ins, if you would prefer to have a glue-in option rather than a screw-in option, Evolution makes a glue-in option for four millimeter arrows, which is something that's huge for people that are interested in four millimeter arrows, but not interested in them because of the components up front. Uh, Dale over there at Evolution Outdoors, go check out what they have for glue-in broadheads. I'm telling you guys, and even if you are concerned with, for example, the idea of having glue-ins and not being able to change between mechanical and fixed or whatever it may be, Again, with the mechanicals, you can change out the blade length. So if you want to go shoot whitetail with some, you want to shoot the regular two inch for others, and you want to shoot fixed, you can change out those blade heads 
without having to actually change out the broadhead. So you can glue it in, get it tuned the way that you want it, and have it glued in, set with a collar on the outside, glued in down the shaft, and you can change the blades if you want fixed, mechanical, whitetail, turkey, etc. Guys, I'm telling you, it's an awesome system. I highly, highly recommend Evolution. Uh, guys, they, and they haven't paid me anything to say that. They're just the two broadheads that I used on, or the one broadhead that I've used on the two animals that I've, I've harvested, killed this year. Uh, in my hunting endeavors, and it'll be what I use going forward. I've got a late season archery tag still for elk here in Utah, and then I have my January cow tag uh, for late season cow as well here in Utah. So those are my broadheads of choice, guys. That's what I've used. I absolutely appreciate the durability. I appreciate the cutting diameter that's on them, and they are the mechanicals that I would definitely choose if you're looking at going mechanicals. And if you're going fixed, again, there is the fixed option as well. So go check them out, guys. I'll leave a link down below here for the Evolution Broadheads as well. If you have any other questions for me, feel free to reach out. My email, I love getting emails from you guys and responding to you. Also, shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm always available there uh, to answer your messages. And guys, get in to the giveaway. I'm doing the December giveaway where I'm packing a day pack from Teton Sports full of first form gear. I'm going to throw in some shirts of swag. I'm going to put in protein sticks or the meat sticks, protein bars, and then I will be buying you a case of the energy drinks or something of equivalent price off of the first form website. Go check it out guys in the description down below. If you like this video, subscribe to the channel, please follow along. If you're into the audio version where you listen to the podcast, Go follow the podcast, either on Spotify, Apple. Leave a review that helps way more than you guys know. Leave a review, even if it's just one word. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the growth, guys. Have a fantastic rest of your week as we wrap up 2023 here in the next couple of weeks. Enjoy your loved ones. Make time for them. Make some memories. And of course, get out. Live your life and love it.